hello! Welcome back to G-Sex G-Spot. My name's Alyssa, and I'm here recording another episode in honor of International Women's Day with Women of Excellence. Ladies, do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Jennifer Mendoza. I use she, her, ella pronouns, and I'm currently the paraprofessional for the Women of Excellence program here at the Star Center. And my name is Sophia, and I work at the Star Center as well as the academic advising intern, but I also help out with Women of Excellence events. All right. Um, what is the Women of Excellence? How long has it been running? Um, how many students are a part of the program, etc.? Just give us the rundown. Yeah, so Women of Excellence is actually a university program that aims to empower, guide, and support women of color at CSU Chico. Um, the program itself exists to improve persistence, retention, and academic excellence for all participating students. We normally serve our historically underserved and underrepresented self-identified female students, so Native American, African American, Latinx, Hmong, Pacific Islander. And um, each fall, the program consists of a cohort of young women enrolled in MCGS 145, learning from women of color and leadership, both introspective and expansion. The course provides participating students the opportunity to engage and think differently about life during and after college. And in fall 2021, 19 young women excelled through the Women of Excellence course. And this spring, we are actively programming and inviting new students to join the program. That's so cool. I didn't know it was a course link. Mm -hmm. um, do you go about that by like being like a women's study major, MCGS major? Is it catered towards a specific like major pathway? It's not catered towards a specific major pathway, regardless if um, you'd like to take it. You can take it whatever major you have. It does fulfill um, area E for your GE sheet. So if you would like to take it, it could fulfill one of your GEs. Got you. Thank you. Um, why did you choose to join or work for Women of Excellence? Um, what are your personal experiences with feminism and how do you lead with those experiences in mind? Yeah, uh, this is Jenny speaking. I think at least for myself, um, I was part of the first cohort for Women of Excellence. Um, so it was kind of like the start of it. And then once I got involved and I knew like the how much support I received through my my going through like the whole uh, program and class i really wanted to give that back to other women of color on this campus and like continue to build on that experience that i had so when the position became free for paraprofessional i definitely um, already felt connected to the program and really enjoyed being part of it so it wasn't really a hard decision for me to make to choose to join uh the star center for women of excellence um and it's been a decision that honestly has provided and contributed so much to my life up until now. So I really do appreciate it. Um, as for me, I wasn't able to enroll into the class because um, I wasn't aware of it, but now thankfully I am. But I can totally tell that from taking the class and from participating in the programs and the events, it's super beneficial, not just academically, but also like outside of school as well. So it's a great class and also definitely check out the programs and events. Yeah, and you guys do like forest therapy and mm -hmm. stuff like that, huh? 
yeah we actually have an event tomorrow for a networking event with guy uh winery i believe it's how you pronounce it and we also try to partake in a lot of networking events hosting um professional type of settings so it's an overall i would say trying to get students to become well-rounded students i love it do you guys want to touch on like your personal experiences with feminism and like as women of color how that might differ for you and like maybe when you realize like wow feminism and like supporting other women and doing all of that work is really important to me yeah i think for myself at least um my simple existence and coming from i come from a very predominant um uh hispanic uh, machismo led type of, of background so i think for me just taking the initiative to to one come to college itself and come to college by my own and far away from my family that was one of the biggest forms i would say of resistance and feminism as a whole because it's not ingrained in our culture to be able to do that uh whereas i think once i started discovering more of my identity and and really taking into account the experiences that not only being a woman but be, being a woman of color and that intersectionalism part of it like has really i think evolved and and really participated and allowed me to understand how to develop the program itself yeah. um for me same thing like um my background it's mostly like machismo like teachings discipline and now i kind of like broke out of my shell and i'm over here like eight hours away from home so definitely being a person of color in a predominantly white campus it's definitely eye-opening and i know that by sticking with other people like myself or have been through the same struggles we will become stronger right thank you i'm sorry i feel bad because i just i don't quite know what to say because those experiences aren't mine but i want you to know that like i value you for saying it even though i don't know what to say other than thank you <laughs> um what impact does your organization have on the chico community yeah, I would say that Women of Excellence really flourishes from the STAR Center, the Student Transition and Retention Center. Uh, the center itself exists to provide a place for academic preparation and support for historically underserved students of CSU Chico. So Women of Excellence living there, it's such a huge advance and like um, an innovative approach to student achievement really. And the STAR Center itself provides like an atmosphere for educational collaboration and intentional engagement opportunities to encourage academic success. But not only that, we really focus on that piece of um, transactional versus transformative. We really, I think with every program that we have had, have tried to really gather and, and gone through a, a transformative approach in which we look at students not just as the identity that they hold of a student but really as a student as a whole like what do you have going on in your life that's uh, circumstances that maybe um, underrepresented students mostly go through such as issues back home uh, financially supporting families uh, perhaps not having any support from back home to be in college so I think it really has made a huge impact in the way we, we look at assisting um, women of color on this campus. That's really cool. I never thought about um, the like transformative versus transactional because I feel like often, especially in like educational settings, everything is really transactional. Like you're here to get a degree, yeah. like you're here to get something out of it. 
like it's most of the time like what who are you who's Alyssa on paper right but they don't know who Alyssa is as a person you know right so we really try to take that approach and Sophia has a lot of um a better understanding of, of doing that like on an everyday basis too yeah since I am an academic advising intern we kind of want to have that um personal level with the student because yeah they'll just come in like looking for one answer but it, going into depth and like asking like how are you how are your classes like is there any support that you need like we're just there to like help them so mm -hmm. that's where the whole transformational um, interaction comes into play that's super cool um if a student wanted to be an intern or a para pro like you guys are how would they go about doing that um the way that i got my position was through um handshake so submitting your resume, cover letters, and then from there on out, um, depending on who you're reaching out to, they will contact you after. Gotcha. I did the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So handshake. Just handshake? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, like, prior experience? I mean, I think it's taken into consideration, but I wouldn't say it's, like, a limiting factor. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on to our fifth question. Is there any activist or feminist work that is done at Women of Excellence? Yeah, I like we we reiter we reiterated earlier like how we keep mentioning. I think us holding the identities of being a first gen, uh, for us for Sofia and I at least being first gen Latinas or just being a person of color in this space, we really value that as resistance. And I think that's like one of the most uh, feminist, fem like one of the most one of the ways that we value and and show that we are resisting and we are showing our feminism but then again most of the women that do come through our program or to any of the classes like they themselves have already done so much outreach and hold different like positions on campus so a lot of students within the women of excellence program are committed scholars activists and campus leaders and even for myself i would say like i don't i that's not the only identity i hold like being the parapro like I do a lot of different things on campus and we're involved and we have at least that network circle of like mm -hmm. how to start getting involved on campus, you know, because that's definitely a huge barrier I think people have just in campus in general and especially when it comes comes to activism work, it can be a lot of like the times for show, you know, so like how, how do you go about that? Who do you get in contact with? I think a lot of the women in, in our group, in our circle have like attain and hold different positions that really allows us to really get involved in those spaces too yeah <laughs> that was really good yeah you just said it so good <laughs> yeah i think that you bring up a good point that activism isn't always what you do and like what you're showing up to do it's about like creating a space where you can like bounce ideas off of each other and see what sticks and like hold each other accountable and teach each other new things and I think that that's a part of activism we just talked about it in a training yeah. the other day that sometimes goes kind of overlooked or like underappreciated because like building that community is kind of where it starts like you said yeah. how you build it up and I would say like even the identities that you hold themselves are a form of resistance and activism you know because a lot of the times like a lot of the girl, the women that are in our programs working two jobs, you know, they're first gen, they're out here by themselves, whatever the, the situation may be, you may not have the capacity to go to every rally, to go to everything, but the simple being that your simple fact that you're getting your education and you yourself are, are breaking generational trauma, like that itself is activism in my eyes, you know? 
So I definitely think everyone can like, step up in just their identity and like recognize themselves for once. And that's activism. You're so right. I've never thought about that before in my life. Yeah, um, a lot of different identities, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, you have to... Like, I've never thought of, like, being a gay woman that's, like, a form of resistance. I've never thought of that before. So, take a page out of Jenny's book, y'all. <laughs> um, what does International Women's Day um, or Women's History Month as a whole mean to you and your program? Um, I think it means acknowledging the progress that women have already came. Because just thinking back, like, it was not even that long ago, like, 70s, where women's women rights were actually like coming out coming out to play and like women were actually able to speak on their behalf or like not just them individually but as like a whole so definitely taking into consideration about the success that has already been made yeah and like i would add on that we currently have a program well media campaign if you check us out on um, women of excellence 530 on instagram we have a media campaign called as we are currently going on and what that media campaign really shows is just what women of of color, I would say in different uh, spaces of academia, how they've contributed to their resistance in academia and how they've, their triumphs, their successes. And like we said, oftentimes like us being women of color coming from the background that we do, we don't recognize ourselves a lot. We, you know, we take on so much, we go through all these challenges, but we don't take some time to be like, you know what, I did this, I've been through this. Let me celebrate myself for once, you know? And I think that's what really we're trying to do with that uh, social media campaign. Celebrate ourselves, celebrate our accomplishments. Not only that, but really empower and give voice and show that women of color aren't just women of color struggling. Women of color are women of color achieving too, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's all I can say. You're doing, like, blowing me away. Um, (laughs) What are some celebratory moments that women of excellence like has experienced recently yeah there's been one of the biggest ones that we've had honestly and it just happened last week um the chico state women's philanthropy council selected the women of excellence program to receive a five thousand dollar gift in the 2022 to 2023 fiscal year and for us that honestly has been and will definitely change the program and and how we go about it because now we have more resources we Mm -hmm. can contribute now we have um it's gonna go into like professional attire so that has been that's one exciting of, yeah and it honestly when we gather to together look good feel good yeah look the part. when we gather like to talk about it and like they gave us the news i think lily which is um, one of the student leaders who created the program um and myself we just had a moment i think of reflection because we were both seniors we we're graduating seniors and congratulations yeah throughout the whole journey i think we worked so hard to get it going to make sure that it like it was a presence on campus and I think given the fact that others are currently recognizing that it's, it's you know, it's making an impact has really just made our legacy here even more everlasting, which it, it really filled our heart. And I think it meant a lot for us. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I'm so you. excited for yeah. you. <laughs> and the program. Like, Come back. Yes. Show me your professional attire. Give me a fashion show. <laughs> yes. You'll see it on our Instagram. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> follow their instagram (laughs) women of excellence 530 yes um what has been a highlight of your experience working for women of excellence um a highlight would be like seeing new faces come in through the doors like our 
the first time that I kind of realized that was forced therapy. Like, I kind of looked around, I was like, dang, like, I have never met them before in my entire life. So just getting to know them and getting to know them on a deeper level is definitely exciting. So it's a highlight getting to have more people involved and have them be more aware about women of excellence. It's a great feeling. That's super cute. I love that. I think for me, really quickly, too, like, um, there's been, I've met so many women that come to the star center and they just you know they come study whatever the case may be um but to see them in the space because i basically kind of ta the class mm-hmm. so i kind of ta last semester's class and i have a couple sorority sisters for example that were in the class and we normally don't spend that type of time together like we spend time but outside of like academia you know and like being able to see women that i already knew in my personal life in a class setting where like we genuinely talk about our issues and how our days are going and how we're feeling gave me a whole different perspective to like who they are you know that deeper think, level yeah like like, like actually connecting like on a, on a different type of vibe so even having the space to be able to do that with people you already know is kind of cool too and like also with new people period i love that <laughs> um and that's so brave of you too because i'm a very socially like anxious person and every time i see new people i'm like oh my god new no people. <laughs> new people think about an opportunity to connect you never know how close you're gonna get to someone that's true again page out of any book that's not mine <laughs> um, what are some ways that we can support women of excellence yeah so First and foremost, like going on our Instagram, social media platforms and like reposting stuff. I know that not everyone can contribute financially, especially mm-hmm. being a student like right now. Um, time looked up and gas <laughs> prices definitely went up. Oh. So like if anything, like if you can't contribute financially, just supporting the program, stopping by the Star Center. You're, everyone's more than welcome to come to like the events that we host and things like that. Um, if you do like want to also share our... Uh, giving day link we also have that um linked in our bio on our instagram so that would be a a perfect way to show support as well when does your giving day link expire april 1st april 1st okay yeah got you i will be sure to put that in the description if any of the listeners want to donate to women's center be on the lookout for that yeah to or women come of to the star center yeah. too miriam library Did I say women's center no, you're good. <laughs> oh my yeah, women goodness of excellence. women of excellence yes. oh dear um what are some challenges that you guys have faced that like your program it. has faced oh, okay. i think the simple like or anything that you started. want to talk about yeah, no yeah up. i think just getting it started because when people think oh it's a group of people of color you know like anything like i think it goes against kind of like the institution and like what we were saying like we try to take a transformative approach to it so really like just getting the program started and having it established and now it was a huge accomplishment to get it to be a ge as well you know like that's oh my that's gosh huge. yeah so, how did that go how did um, you go about you see, that i didn't really do <laughs> that administra- administrative side to that but i know it was a challenge because i've had experience in like mm-hmm. the bureaucracy of an institution you know so the simple the simple fact like we keep saying that we're all women of color on this campus meeting and being able to take this approach of support was the biggest challenge we have faced right now it's really already like we're winning regardless because we get to connect with other women of color that is true um and lastly before we head out well i guess you already said how we can reach you we can reach you on instagram and at the star center 
Yes, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be there. We have our calendar right by the door, so yeah. if you just don't want to like sit down, you can come look over at our calendar and the yeah. events. And like how we said, there is one tomorrow too. Yes, be there at that event tomorrow from what time? 5.30 p.m. with Gallo Winery. Um, and we will be having mocktails. Ooh. So that's exciting. Come dress and press. You know, we're doing professionalism. So yes. CEO energy. Because <laughs> um. Latinas can be CEOs too. <laughs> <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> well thank you both so much and that is it for this episode i will see you in two weeks thank you bye bye